take a sweet. Mm, it's almost that time. Take yeah, man, the Swig Podcast, mm, man. We gotta tune in. Man, let me grab this beer mm. right quick, man. Yeah, let me get my drink ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shoot, man. They be talking about all types of stuff on the man, the loggers, the man. There's some beers I ain't never even heard of on there. We about to learn about them, yeah. though, too. What's up, world? It's your boy, the Bearded Brother, back at it again with another exciting episode of the Swig Podcast. And of course, with me, Shani Hadia, the marvelous guest in the building. What up, people? How y'all living today? Hope y'all all all right. Hopefully living the dream, because that's what we're doing right now. Bouncing back from a rough week, hell of a weekend. You know, um... We, you know, we got to take a moment to R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, man. That was a silence. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. Um, Yeah, that took me by surprise. Like I almost forgot about how little I still believe it right now. I almost forgot about it that you just brought it up. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it in pre (laughs) pre show. Right, I was like. (laughs) That show did happen like today, so. As I was like asking the people how they were, I was like, wait a second. Like, this was a rough week. I mean, well, rough weekend. It was, well, hell, yes. The rough week. Going into the rough weekend. um, And luckily, we had some some love for the culture come through. Yes. um, But before we get into the love for the culture... The hell are you drinking? You know, I got. I'm actually going lighter on this uh, first pick. I got a uh, clown shoes, mango American Kolsch. So I'm usually, as you already know, I love my stouts, and I'm usually always drinking the stout. Don't worry, one's coming up on the episode. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But I had to start out light with my uh, with the Kolsch, so I'm gonna give it a, give it a taste. Okay. See, yeah, clown shoes. Where is that out of? Um, let's find out. I feel like I vaguely know. How was it? It was good. It's very traditional Kolsch, um, very bready. But that hint of mango is actually a nice little twist to it. It's very refreshing. You could definitely drink this at the pool or doing your socially distanced outside activities. This is a good beer to have in that cooler. Okay, all right. So the mango was just a nice little kick to it. I could see that being I could see that being real tasty. Yeah. Something very, I can see that being refreshing. I like mango. It's the mango. Nobody's gonna yes. understand that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked it up. They're out of Boston. Mm, that's what I thought. I don't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I've definitely um, heard of them, but it's like, man, when I went to Boston, I swear all I went to was Trillium. <laughs> <laughs> that's their, that's like their for Nashville folks. That's like their rest of that area. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I actually have some of their Black is Beautiful on the way, so that's pretty cool. Um, I need that. But I, I have Florida coming up. Just throwing that out there. See, we black is beautiful. All, all black is just damn beautiful. So, Everything. speaking of black is beautiful, yes. I am drinking Black People Love Beer by Crowns and Hops, BPLB, and we do. Um, yes. Of course, Crowns and Hops—they're black-owned. 
Uh, I was excited to get their stout that we had on the last episode, episode before that. Episode before, yeah. Yeah, Um, that er that was really a hit. And this is my first sip that I'm about to take of their Hazy IPA uh, version three. So um, I haven't had version one or version two (laughs) to compare. But at this point, I have to at least start from three and see what the rest of them, that's my goal now is to see what the rest of them taste like. You know, it's got to be kind of good if they had three versions out. It is good. Uh, so it's not super hazy. It's on a lighter side of haze, which is good for me. Um, it's giving a nice, it, it's, oh, man, this is good. I was like, I don't know if it's the Zoom camera, but it looks like it's a nice hazy juice bomb out there over there. Yeah, but it's not the, it's not that juicy. Mm. Like it's not, yeah, that, it, you know, there's some hazies where you drink it and your mouth is automatically goes dry and mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's not that. It's like because uh, it because I guess because it's so juicy. But this one is just um, it has a nice fruit fruit for flavor, nice orange taste. It's like it's 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 um it's a it's a good IPA. Like <laughs> there's it's nothing, no frills about this. It's just done well. That's good. It's nothing wrong with that. Being having no frills and as long as it's done well, that's like you just said, that's very important. See, I would actually want them to do a West Coast IPA just because mm-hmm. they're on the West Coast. You know, black people do love beer, but we have certain styles, and I think that we'd gravitate to hazy more before uh, mm-hmm. doing that that piney West Coast joint. Sugar bitter, especially if you're a new newer drinker or experimental, it's not something. Yeah. You- to me, you would want to jump into. I wouldn't want anybody to jump into that either. I um, actually, I had a really good IPA yesterday um, mm-hmm. when I was watching the verses, and really? that yeah, that people power. Well, I'll talk about that one more on another episode, probably next week because I'm gonna drink it, drink it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Look, I'm already excited thinking about the beer for uh, for next week, but um, right. But the main thing was I was watching the verses and that was such a great wind down to, like I said, that rough ass week that mm-hmm. and weekend, uh, all of it. Every 90s black woman is heart was so full for those couple hours yesterday. What's listen, it? Yeah, don't don't try to put just black women, black people. Listen, they had 1.2 million viewers on that one. They broke the right, record. Right. The, you the are right about that. Okay. Yeah, we did. It was beautiful. Is showing up, surprise guest. Right, Kamala Harris out here turn up with us. Yeah, Kamala pulled up on him. She was fangirling a little bit though. It was like I remember right. because before what a what okay they started at twelve. Let's say they really popped off about sixteen, where it was out of you know where they were mainstream at this point. Mm-hmm. That was 20, 20 something years ago. Yeah, right. Kamala was not a VP candidate 20 something years ago. 20 right. something years ago, she was an adult, but. She wasn't even like DA yet. 
Like, nah, up. she was just a regular, regular person. So she was jamming to. <laughs> she Turn was up, jamming to Bronx Brandy and Monica just like the rest of us, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought, I thought uh, she was going to start her walk for a second. I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was like, um, I, I, she was like, there's a surprise. And I'm like, what is the, is, what's going to be the surprise? What do we what have? What could we here? possibly do right now? Yeah. Now, you know, let's be, let's be real. It's the, uh, I mean, it's the, it's the election season. So I'm not surprised Kamala showed up, but I was, I wasn't expecting her. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'm on the same line. I, I probably say I was surprised. Actually, I'll take back what I just said. But yeah, I think I, I was surprised. I was, I was like, I know it's election time. You trying to appeal to everybody, but it's just like on a versus. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, but I was like, but no, you got to think about it. it. You got to think about it. Michelle pulled up or at D Nice. She was on there. She was rocking the D Nice before um, when everybody like when he first started with the quarantine uh, wind down, whatever it is. Quiet Storm, no, eh, whatever he calls it. But when he first started with his DJing on that Saturday, he was like, he went for hours. Oh, 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, um, Michelle tuned in then. That's crazy. So it's it was, awesome to see, though. Yeah, it was. Um, so the Dems are realizing, like, let me jump in there and they'll get a little bit of everybody. <laughs> they'll hit everybody at that point um and people that they're really trying to attract so if they're smart they're gonna do something like that so that's why i'm saying i'm not surprised that she did it i just wasn't so i guess i wasn't um yeah i don't know yeah i, I wasn't expecting it but i wasn't surprised when she showed up because i was like oh okay this makes sense mm, and clear like that yeah but in yeah. that moment i was like oh shit yeah yeah I was like, oh, I was but now, like after like decompressing a day or so later, I'm like, ah, that right. And then my God, thank you. Duh. If it was Biden, I would have probably cut the shit off. Right. Oh, like, God. no, duh. You do not even know who Brandy and Monica is. <laughs> like, yeah, see so now, like if this is not obvious that you're trying way too hard. I don't know how else that could be screamed out at people. Yeah, like you knew Kamala. You knew Kamala was. I mean, it's a little bit of pandering to the audience, but it was still an opportunity. Um, I feel like she like still she was, knows at least knows this stuff. Yeah, I was like, she probably listens to them while she's signing off on some writing roast for uh, the Duke, the Orange Man in the White House. Like, I know. That's bumping somewhere in her household. So it's not that much of a stretch. Just one of those days. (laughs) Right. She writing her journal like Brandy. That shit was crazy. (laughs) Have her own episode of Moesha. (laughs) I'm like, you really came through like Moesha. Maybe she learned a lot from that moment. Um, Right. Dear diary. (laughs) <laughs> dear diary yeah that was uh but the meme had monica falling out because uh <laughs> monica because brandy was like i got a poem 
I got a poll for that. <laughs> so did you, I know you were in and out because you were watching a lot of uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you see the body language between the two? Yeah, I still felt the energy. It was, it was tense. You could cut that shit with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was still like good to see that they could at least be cordial because they knew this moment was bigger than what issues they got. I I think yes, yes. I do want to give them that credit. But also new single, new album, mm-hmm. independent, gotta make that money. Listen, <clears throat> this was a very financial opportunity because um 30 out of 40 songs on Apple Music's top 40 uh, rap, R&B and soul tracks are Monica and Brandy. Mm-hmm. So I know I went and listened to a couple songs after that because, of course, after hearing a minute and a half, if that, however long it is, it wasn't enough. Right. I need, I need all of this. <laughs> <laughs> did you think they were beefing? Like, did you feel the tension? I, there, there was an awkwardness like looming for sure. Yeah. Um. So I think they did have a conversation, and it was what it was. Who, how you reacted to it, but I think they had the conversation they needed to have, and each person was still kind of like figuring out their emotions about the conversation. So they had to like kind of all like fake it on camera like yeah. you got cool for this which was like big on them because they easily could just like it easily could have broke down yeah and it i mean it was there was, like it was about to at one point <laughs> it what at one point it kind of felt like it was about to <laughs> yeah i was like there's some like i don't remember the exact moments but i was like there's some several shade points in yeah. this conversation. I think in certain situations, Brandy was trying to make jokes of things, but she couldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was too soon. Mm-hmm. It was like, we just had the conversation. Like, give it a, let's interact a little bit after the conversation right. before we start throwing jokes around. And people still talking about you getting smacked up by Monica. So that's still fresh on people's minds. And So speaking of that, so I, I, saw like, a clip. I saw I saw a clip from Dallas Austin talking about the Monica Punch and Brandy. So let me be like, there's been back in the day, there was all kind of conversation about um, Brandy and Monica beefing. And I kind of thought it was it was kind of how things are now. Social media hypes so much shit up and people come out and be like, I mean, we good. Yeah. Like, I don't really know them to not like them or, you know what I'm saying? That situation mm-hmm. didn't happen. But when they were coming up, there wasn't any social media. There was just, you know, rumors and stuff. And so I guess there should have been some truth to it because, again, like social media wasn't there. But I didn't know slash care about the beef enough to know that it was oh, so yeah. much. I don't really remember it. Yeah, but Dallas Austin said that like they performed, they recorded the the boy is mine. Monica did not want to do the song. She didn't like Brandy's vibe. She didn't. She just something was about her. But 
and she felt that Brandy kind of looked at her a funny way. It just might have something to do with Brandy eyes being further apart, but um <laughs> another conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, welcome to the hangover row session. <laughs> she pretty though, she pretty. But um but yeah, she said so they recorded the they recorded the song they in two in Atlanta in, in LA. And then they did the video, but he was like, when they did the video, it was together. And then when they stopped recording, they were they were separate. And so, um, yeah. And uh, so never we, knew that, but I'm not surprised at hearing that. Right, right. And so from there, um, they were at the ooh, AMAs or MTV Music Awards, some awards. And they said Monica yeah. went right up to Brandy and just decked her. It <laughs> that was Austin said. Fresh skippy pat right there from Tony Baker just smacked her up. Yeah, she just came in, bow. And he was like, she was like, I knew she was going to just say something to me that I didn't want to hear. Some shit like that. I was like, bruh, Monica you is smacked her. You know they call her Gunica. Yeah. I was like, you smack somebody over just what you assume they going to say? Hey, Gunica. Hey, it's, and sometimes you just do what you got to do. You just, like you feel like it's coming. You got to do what you can to stop it. Like <laughs> essentially. So I mean, eh, you, you're Monica. You're wrong as fuck for that. But sometimes people just bring it out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like it just there's some things yeah, you got to like, do. Nope, nope. You need to punch the face. Come in. Right. Right. <laughs> Come here, let me fuck up your face real quick. You about to say something. I already know it. Right. But, um, so song wise, who did you like who do you think won? That one that one was tough. I I have honestly forgotten how many hit low key hits slash high key hits Brandy had. I kinda already knew about Monica yeah. already. So I was like not surprised the stuff she brought out when she brought it out. But like uh Brandy, I would say just cause of my forgetfulness, I'll give it to her. I'm like, oh yeah, she did do this song. She did this song too. I was like a lot of like just re-triggering of memories of like um a certain song. So I'll give it to her based on that. But person who can sing, mm-hmm. I go Monica. Okay. So Brandy is known for her vocals, like in the industry. She's a student of the of the art and she seems to study. And there was even like one meme where <laughs> they were they were talking about um well I don't know if it's as funny, but they were talking about like Brandy is the type of girl that had supportive um supportive uh mentors and family and was able to take her skill develop it hone it you know grow and monica was the hood chick who just happened to be able to sing and you know that's what like that's what she get out there and that's what she do and there's probably some truth to that but Monica, um, I I enjoy Monica. I'm a Monica fan more than a Brandy. I but I will say I was surprised that Monica got out there and like she she sounded really well. Um, 
sounded really like I, I was like, okay, Monica, like do do your thing. She got some. She got some lessons probably. Working on right, no, no, nah, nah, but you think about it, she could always sing. She does not have I don't think she has range. Mm, okay. That's so fair. I don't know. Like she she her sings, voice is not that strong. No strong voice is just like she can't go high with it. You know, she's gonna sing in her like she got a, like a comfort zone. Mm. And that's where she stays. And she can she owns that comfort zone. But like Brandy takes that comfort zone and doubles it, and so she can flow above and beyond, you know, in in uh, that range of Monica's. So Monica sounds good; she can sing. She just don't have the vocal range that Brandy does. Now, when you listen to hit songs, I feel like Monica has it all day. I was surprised that Brandy did come with a little bit of heat, though. I was like, okay, I had to give her right. a couple of them. I had to, I had to give her a couple of them. Yeah, um, and just ones that I just want to ask you too. Um, that are I guess um, po- popular songs. Mm-hmm. So Brandy's "I Want to Be Down." I want to be down. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm just giving <laughs> the people. A, I'm giving the people well, a taste of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I like my voice. <laughs> or Monica's "Don't Take It Personal." Ooh. Don't take it personal. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I'm gonna say you study long, Brandy's you study wrong, bro. This, huh? <laughs> I caught what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I gotta go. Probably Brandy's "I Want to Be Down." It's just. A good universal song, yeah. Versus like, don't take it personal. I feel like you listen to that like after like you about to break up with somebody or you just broke up with somebody, but you did the breaking up, so you're like, "Hey, love you, but I gotta go." So another <laughs> thing I did not know is that people equated this song to talking about to don't take it personal to talking about periods. It's just one of those days that a girl goes through when I'm angry inside, don't want to take it out on you. You know, don't take it personal when it, it's just one of those days I'm on my period. Well, I'll be. That a girl goes through. That's not something I would think now, about. Monica just came out and said it wasn't, Monica came out and said it wasn't about the period though. So that's but what she said. But a conspiracy but, theory I could believe if I didn't know what you just said about her not saying but when it. I, like, I, you told me that I would have believed it. Yeah, when I listen to the lyrics, though, I'm like, this definitely sounds like it's about a period. <laughs> Not See, a, my male brain had no idea. I was like, oh, that's a breakup song. Like, that idea never would have crossed my mind. Yeah. Um. So, the other one... Okay. I think I'm going to ask you about um, Usher featuring Monica, Slow Jam. Play another slow jam. Okay. And then um, Brandy featuring Chris Brown. Put it down. He's a, I'm going to put it down. You're going to fall in love. I'm going to put it down. You're going to fall in love. Radio hit. Put it down. Definitely trumps that. If it's like you need some energy with a little bit of soul, I'll put it down. As that. But actually, like, Lyrically and sonically, 
Usher and Monica. I agree. I agree on that one for ten, sure. Okay. Ten times out of ten. Yeah, they're two different songs. But yes. if we just talking about Usher and Monica's song against Brandy and Chris Brown's song. It sounds better. Like, even though that song still sounds really great, it's just like... That slow jam was classic. Like, you you were a kid, you thought you was getting it. <laughs> like that meme of a little like, black child yelling. It's like, yeah, <laughs> those lyrics. Singing the song. <laughs> Absolutely. Just so, throw your head back, kind of screaming right there. Yeah, man. So it, this was a good. This was a good versus. Again, they didn't have any any um you know Teddy Teddy Riley issues. The production has ramped up tremendously. Um, yes, and it helps that they're in the same space. Yes, that too. That changes the whole like, Oh, let me get you back on. Because I'm still trying to figure out why people request to be in live videos that you are not ever going to be a part of. Right. <laughs> still trying to figure that out. But, again, it was a good way to wrap up the, the weekend and, and just think about and, and not think about the issues of the past week. At hand, yes. So, you were... Watching both, I know y'all. You were glued to the NBA. They're back. Yeah, I was watching it, but I was listening. Yeah. Randy, watching NBA right here in the ears. So I was, I was in the middle of both worlds. So like basketball and teams playing are like my versus. So I love seeing great basketball. So these, this return's been restart. They call it. It's been incredible. Um. So, fantastic basketball mm-hmm. and even better social justice. This is why I love the NBA, but also at the same time, this is why the NBA can get on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> because I've been loving their social justice, writing Black Lives Matter on the courts, kneeling and everything like that. But if you guys aren't familiar, they finally got tired of everything after um don't want to butcher his name, Jacob Blake. Yep. Um, was shot in the back seven times in uh, Kenosha. They were like, okay, we can't handle this. Um, and it started with the Bucks. They didn't show up to their game five last week. I want to say it was Thursday. They didn't show up. Even the team they played, the Orlando Magic, they didn't even know they weren't going to show up. They go out there, warming up, suited up, r- ready for battle. Yeah. Nothing's going weird, and then they start hearing about this, they, of course, joined in, and then all the games subsequently got, the NBA tried to say it got postponed. It didn't, people. It got boycotted. They're going to try to, they're trying to flip that narrative. It got boycotted those games. Those players pulled out, and it was like, nah, we can't do this. We got to focus on what's going on in the world. That what makes me love the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, where it gets on my nerves was they had Thursday and Friday off. Nobody played their games. Then just two days later, Saturday, they back hooping again. Okay. And yeah. just like, y'all, if it was any time y'all had the power of the owners and all the people in the front office, this mm-hmm. was the time y'all had that power where y'all could have paradigm shift everything. Okay, so let me throw something at you. What typically 
when people protest or boycott, you know, or strike in within their jobs is typically for um, self-preservation or, you know, financial gain or self-gain, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a reason why people usually protest, which understandable and the NBA, I totally stand by what they did, but having it going longer, what could the NBA owners front office do for the reason that the NBA was, um, the, for the reason that the NBA players were boycotting? You see what so I'm saying? Like, like what could they have done? Well, yeah, what could the NBA owners do in a sense of police injustice or, um, you know, Jacob Blake getting shot in the back seven times. Like, yes. what could the what could the NBA? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the players, they're they're boycotting, and typically you boycott to say, "Hey, I'm not playing until you give me X, Y, and Z." Right. Well, what can the NBA give the players that will satisfy their need for social justice? Um, just being able to like. To me, they they have done this is like actually call their like cities politicians, whether you like them or not, yep. and demand certain things, get things set up in place for um, reform to happen. Um, the owners or the owners or the the owners like okay. they make millions, if not billions of dollars off these. Dudes, I, and I don't disagree. I was, and I, I wasn't necessarily happy with them coming back. Um, but I thought about it. Somebody said it was like a mental health day. They took a mental health day, so it was like, okay, I can see that. And the other thing that I was just thinking about, and really, it was just as you were talking before, um, was what could the could the NBA owners do? Um, and if they said, okay, so you said like call the call the politicians and you know make a stand stand or whatever. If the NBA owner say yes, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this, and here's three other things that I'm gonna give you on Thursday or Friday. Why wouldn't the NBA players show back up on Saturday? Because now they're turning the um, the arenas into voting. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, voting. I was just about to get get to that. I I love that. I think my part of it is like I would bring in their counterpart, the WNBA, and the question that differentiates them is what took so long. Like the WNBA, if you've been paying attention at all to them, they been with the shits. Oh, easy for years. Even starting these playoffs. The first game, those players walked off during the national anthem. Whether you want to make jokes, nobody watches. Da, 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 da. You make these comments on these videos, but yet you you watched. So yeah. it's like not because you didn't watch it live, you saw it, and then you went out of your way to comment, which is another conversation. But it's just like I think it's like what too, took so long. That's what is issue with the, the NBA. They're just. I feel like they're always behind the eight ball comparatively to the WNBA. Yes. Like those women are putting the Atlantic dream owner through hell for her support of Donald Trump. Oh yeah. They're like 
basically like, Yo, you gonna sell this team. <laughs> like, but they've always been with that energy. Now yeah, it's know. just like, maybe it's like, I guess we do it too. I was like, I'm a, I mean, I want to give the, I do want to give the NBA their credit. I think that they, yes, I'm not taking anything from their credit. I, I don't, yeah. I want to, but yes, make sure that the WNBA definitely stands um, above and beyond these guys. And, you know, when it stands up above and beyond these guys, when it comes to social justice, I'm excited um, to just buy some WNBA gear as being a former yes. basketball player that I should have done it, you know, previously. Um, I need a Diana Tarazi uh, jersey. Yes. That's like my that's like one of my favorite players in general. I've been watching her since UConn, but that's neither here or there. I just want to share my fanboy fanboyism. That's all it is, huh? That's all it is, is fanboy. Yeah, she's she hoop her and Sue Bird. Yeah. Of course, legend. You gotta throw her in there. You said Cheryl Swoops? Yeah, you gotta you gotta throw her in there. That's without a doubt. I'm I used to uh I've met Cheryl several times and you know, just as a basketball player and I was a I was a um mm, I, not a water girl but the ones who used to wipe the floor oh yeah yeah the yeah, when it was the ABL back in the day when it was before the WNBA when it was the ABL oh man <laughs> throwback oh, oh Rob oh <laughs> Oh man! With, you know the um yeah so the, with the but with the NBA doing what they did again I appreciate it I felt it was very real um, mm-hmm. a lot of the guys have had issues with with law enforcement themselves. Yep, Sterling Brown, uh, Sterling Brown from the Bucks got hand up really bad about two years ago. Yep. by the cops out there. Yep. So um, it definitely, uh, I like, I get it. The thing that kind of not, and this not the not the NBA. Like, again, I felt all of that was genuine, and everybody else going beyond them, um, and all of the NBA teams were genuine within genuine within those two days. But the NFL, like, canceled practices or something. Um, it's only so much they can do in the off season, you know what I mean? Right, which is, which leads me to feel like it's bullshit because if I don't see that same energy when the NFL season starts, like I need a team to walk off. I need a team to not show up. For I'm so glad you season. said that. Like that's gonna show. Not practice, my guy. Y'all had a lot of opportunity to stand with Cap. Or the kneel with cap, shall I say? Y'all gotta have the grandest of all gestures, like yeah. So you know, so when these people, we know why the the NFL protest. The NBA is almost like seventy five percent black. That's not quite the case for the NFL. And football is um, more of a. Now, don't I'm not trying to like it's an everybody sport, but definitely like white folks they definitely rock hard with the NFL football. football in general and and so um, I 
I know why the in, the NFL struggles more than the than the NBA on the social justice side. But if you want me to believe that y'all are really about that life, I need the players to do stuff separate from the coaches. Yes. Even like Alabama, Nick Saban, like he walking his team on like they canceled practice. You canceled it. But I want to see the protest. I want to see the students or the players bucking the fucking system. Yes. And y'all sitting right the fuck now. Like my cousin used to be the um, AD at Vanderbilt. Um, rest in peace, uh, cousin David. Um, he said the same thing. He's like, all it'll take is like a primetime Saturday night football game. Them boys, at least the black players, be like, "Nope, Cody, Jake, y'all go do something. We ain't playing." It's like we know, Cordell, Daquan, they want to see us. We sit. Give me an LSU Alabama game so I know it's real. Right. We talking. My cup empty. What you drinking? Um. Pulling out a low-key heavyweight right here, but it's one of my favorites. Okay. It's been on the show before, so I'm already going to tell you. It is Trim Tab. Imperial uh, Stout. It's a uh, Imperial Donut Stout. Mm, I had that one at uh, when I was working at the, the liquor store. Mm-hmm. That so was uh it was good, but it was too good. I don't know how you can drink a 16 ounce of that bitch. It was so decadent. Yes, it is very much one of those beers you either like, I'm going to throw a curveball. You can drink this if you have like a very light brunch because it is a donut stout. Yeah. But you also can end the night with it as well. You can end the night with that thing because it is eat dinner and then drink drink, drink your dessert. Exactly. I am drinking New Zealand Sunset by Strange Days Brewing. They are out of um, Kansas City, Missouri. And this is a lighter side. You know, my IPA addict self tends to hover <laughs> at at least 7%. That's probably like five. Huh? What is that one pushing? This one is 4.7, so it's hella light. And it is a sour IPA. So sour IPAs are kind of my jam because um, it just gives me a little more flavor, a little more oomph. I think I like the the bitterness that comes with the IPA coupled with like a little bit more of that sour. Like it takes that bitterness to a little bit of a sour edge, but um, but not as sour as some of your other, you know, like kettle sours. Right. I'm actually surprised that's light for, that's really light for a sour IPA, I feel like. This is really light in general. This is, this is, this is good. I can drink a lot of these. <laughs> that session. You don't want to drink this uh, Breakfast Hero by Trim Tab in the session. You mm-hmm. will, you won't make that session. Let's put it like that. I'm getting Ooh, like I'll a little let- lemony Lemony Ooh. notes on this. Yeah, I let this uh breakfast sit here sit a little bit, get a little room temperature. It tastes way better than ice cold. Really? 
Oh yeah, it's like I like to let my stouts sit out for a little second, or you know, I technically actually, you're supposed to. I actually would rather I'll take a longer time to drink them, so I might pour them up when it's cold, but I'm not just gonna push it back. You know what I'm saying? So if I and I'm just throwing a time frame out there, let's say it take me 15 minutes to drink a stout as opposed to like nine minutes, you know, with other things, but like 15 minutes to drink it that taste when that first sip versus like that 10 minute sip it's way different different experience and you experience that within the whole uh the, the beer right and we are of course um we're, we're talking about beer that's very important because you know we're we're bruising views but we are um something local in our in our local Nashville commute Nashville community, Nashville. Yeah, you just combine Nashville and beer together. Yeah, Nash. The weird thing is, I'm kind of <laughs> here for it. <laughs> the Nashville community. Yeah, Nashville community. Um, we have to revisit that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mental note. Um, it's 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 going on, and it's kind of been going on, uh, kind of a little low key. With um within the last uh, two months or so, something like that, yeah. Maybe a month and some change, but so we have everybody knows we're in a goddamn pandemic. Or people are supposed to know we are. Well, we're in it. How you operate within it is a whole nother thing. But we're in a pandemic. It's still there. Um, the there are there are bars on Broadway. Excuse me. They had pretty much like said, "Buck the system," and they about they were they were doing what they wanted to do. So, right. in the height of everybody with with bars having opened, as soon as they opened, they turned up for a check. <laughs> <laughs> turned up. We, I mean, it made oh, no, I think the worst beer blog. It was we made worst beer blog. We made national news. Everybody was just, you know, people were bucking the system. What happens when you buck the system, Kramer? You get got. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's you got too confident and you flew like Icarus. You flew too close to the sun. Now you get burned. And they got suspended for in terms of restaurants. You got suspended for five minutes, but it was five days. Yeah. Five motherfucking days and they were struggling. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand financially for a business, five days with no alcohol sales. They weren't closed, but they're known for their alcohol. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they couldn't operate as usual. So I think they went ahead and closed during that time. Maybe it been open for lunch or something, but um, they ended up suing off the strength of that. Mm-hmm. Well, because again, they got suspended for five days. One of the beer board members, they, listen, Kia is vocal. Yes. I respect it. I love it. I, I love it. it. She said, and I quote, it is white supremacy to say we broke the rules, but you've been too harsh on us. 
For hundreds of years, white people have benefited from breaking, bending, and grandfathering rules. The same rules that they then changed to harm black people, even for seemingly simple indiscretions. Read a book and learn. As a mentor, as, I'm sorry, as a member of the Beer Permit Board, I wish we'd done more. But I am also mindful that whatever precedent we set will also impact Black businesses too. For now, take the dang five days. Oh, and also, mind your business, literally. The concept that we were wrong, but they were, but they were wronger is not an exemption from following rules, laws, and orders. And it's not an exemption to act like a kid. Like, that's pretty much just dry snitching. You get in trouble, but you're like, Johnny did this, though, last week. Listen, everybody mama, at least in the black side, has said, if your friends jump off a bridge, you gonna jump off a bridge, too? Right. <laughs> so, God damn it, Steve Smith and Kid Rock. Because, of course, they were saying the protesters are out here protesting. So if they can come together and protest, we can come here and party? Like, what the fuck? People are protesting for them li for their lives. Close your bar down, go protest, and say that you want to open it at full capacity. Like, that is what, that's what your protest is. Don't, when the protesters break the law, breaking windows, setting fires, those are rioters, not protesters, but they get lumped in together. But mm -hmm. if they break the law, then they goddamn are arrested. They are they're punished. They have to pay. Right. This so, has nothing to do with the rules y'all have for the, with the beer board and what y'all supposed to do during the pandemic. That has nothing to do with you. So the mere fact that you're trying to have that argument, like why are you building such a terrible red herring argument? You're like, well, look at them. They are protesting for their lives. You don't have them to do that. Right. How, How dare y'all protest for their lives? How dare they want to preserve their lives for generations to come? What the fuck is that after all four hundred years? Who do they think they are? You know, <laughs> like no. One of the things that stood out in an article that I read from the Nashville Voice, um, they made they pointed out how white people say, especially when it comes to black bodies being gunned down by the cops. If they would have just followed the rules, they'd still be alive. Mm -hmm. If they would have followed the rules, they would still insert blank. Well, motherfucker, if you would have just followed the rules for your bar, you would have still had your license. And what they're not realizing, but a lot of people have, especially in the beer community, these bars have made it difficult for breweries to open. Mm -hmm. breweries end up getting lumped in with these shitty downtown bars that disrespect the every rule and these brewers are following the guidelines beautifully yeah most of them a couple of them most of them yeah. most of them my bad a lot of them yeah a lot um, we'll go with that a lot of them are following it. like i feel safer at the breweries than going even just driving through downtown let alone, I, I'm in a car at that time. Love beer, Kramer. <laughs> yes and no. But yeah, <laughs> driving downtown, you liable to catch something, and it might not be Rona. 
You gonna probably wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, this I mean, it, it was just um it was frustrating to see these bars buck the system and then come back and try to sue off the strength of it. Like what? I mean, that's, I, I agree with Kia. I stand with Kia. Like, that is a form of white supremacy, especially when in the same, in the same breath, they'll give you a butt for why black people shouldn't be protesting for their lives. You know, it's like, it's, it's like you just don't want to, you don't want to be accountable. Just say you don't want to be held accountable and keep moving. Exactly. It's exactly. Just, like, just, bruh. just be honest. Just tell us your shitty ways so we can keep it moving. We don't associate with you. We make sure we steer clear of people that look, are you and look like you and move like you. And well, that's not really like keep it moving, but it's like, and for the sake of this situation, yes, like I want to know that. So I don't know. So I know not to go to anything you own or build or been a part of. I don't have to support that. Yeah. I'd like, much rather you just come out and say it and then if I see you, I see you when I see you, and how I act is how I act. Yeah. How that is, I don't know. <laughs> if it's Tuesday, the, mm. the um the other the other thing I will say is like these businesses, first off, you have a business trying to compare themselves to regular degular folks. It's like you signed up for this beer permit, you agreed to abide by the rules. So, um, like, as a as a regular human being in a of the United States, I am born into certain laws that I have to abide by. Mm-hmm. If I abide by them, I typically, you know, Are there's you supposed an asterisk to be here. okay. Yeah, right. There's an asterisk here. Will be good. If I break them, then I am going to be X, Y, and Z. Now, as I as I navigate life and become an entrepreneur or or get in different spaces, I end up having to adhere to other types of rules as well. So as a business owner, I have to abide by another standard of rules. So I got my human rules and then I got my business rules. Mm-hmm. I can't hold the human to the business rules, my guy. Like, that's right. not how it works. Because you got other things that depend on your reaction in your business rules that can affect that could affect humans that come in to you breaking business rules because you want money over safety or whatever the motivation for you to keep moving forward when you're not supposed to, whether that's you about to be closed because your license suspended or in a pandemic. If like you're not supposed to do something as a business, you do it take your L and keep it moving. Like you, it yeah. could be worse. Like it's five days in the pandemic. Like you're here's, not here's getting that much revenue. I, I don't care what you have to tell me. Here's a, here's where my frustration comes in with, with uh, not with, uh, on the, for the businesses, like not frustrated with the businesses, but for them, um, the government should have absolutely have done more to, yes, I agree to make it where businesses can abide by the rules. So I understand a level of breaking them. Had had Kid Rock and the other bars in the uh, lawsuit, had they 
just said, shit, I broke that rule, I did, and took their L, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I would say I understand, but then you want to like sue, and really, you want to throw in Kia based off of this. It's like, yo, you are. Like, this is, black people, black businesses don't have that opportunity to really buck the system like that. Right. I think it's just people don't want to be held accountable. Even if she didn't bring race into it, she was just stripped that all away and held accountable. And she went as hard as she did in that passage about accountability. Yeah. I still think they would have came for her. Yeah. They were looking for anything. They're looking Yeah. For- and they, they unfortunately got it. Um, and they got the right black person too. So I really, um, I like I'm I am a major supporter of Kia. I love what she's yes. doing. I love her voice. I love the, um, the way she fights for our community. Yeah, so and I even messaged her. I was like, yo, anything the Sway can do myself individually, let me reach know. me here. Let, let me know what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just anything I was like, do not hesitate. I was trying to make sure she like understood that one, like, oh, you just saying that saying that. I was like, no. Like, get me on the message here. If it's a move I can make that I have the power to make, I will do that. Or if I don't, I will reach out and do what I can to put my imprint and make something happen for you if you need Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, they. That's another plea again. If you randomly listen to this up, folks. Listen, Kia this. The Sweet Podcast got you. 100%. Yeah, she's, she's a pillar in the national. Five, seven days a week. <laughs> She's a pillar in the Nashville community, so like everybody about to have her back, because um, we agree and we we understand, and um, she has every right to use her platform to speak truth to power. Fuck, like that's it. So exactly. I will say, based on the emails that we have sent, I have gotten positive feedback from our um, authorities to say. You know that they support Kia as well, and um, and they agree that she should stay on the board and all of that good stuff. So I got so, exact same stuff. So I'm breathing easy on that front. Yeah, I do want to let the the listeners um, know that. So the the lawsuit happened, and that was like in June. I feel like another person. I feel like they planted this lady in here, but. She came in and she was like, I didn't know that there's a, there's a Facebook group, uh, Open Stand, Open Nashville. Reopen, Reopen Nashville, something like that, yeah. Reopen Nashville. She came in and she was like, I didn't know this existed. Um, I'm going to call the beer board as soon as uh, uh, Monday, because it was like a weekend or something. I'm going to call the beer board on Monday and get Kia uh, removed from the beer board. Wait a goddamn minute, ma'am. That's fine. You think you can do that, but we got a whole gang of folks too, and we'll make calls and send emails as well. So you can keep on talking, and you can keep on trying, but you know it is it is what it is. Yeah. So again, we stand with Kia as a sweet podcast, and we just want to make sure we're there for her, and we just want to make sure. If you guys need a resource, anything from that or anything like that from us, we're here um, at the Sweat Podcast. Of course, you can follow us on social media at uh, Sweat Podcast on Instagram and uh, Facebook. 
and you can follow me at the bearded brother on um, all social medias. And what can they find you, Shani? At the Black Beer Experience, y'all check us out. We um we're putting some info out there. We on the Swig. We have the Education Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropping a little knowledge. Kramer and I are doing some studying on, and we're sharing info that we come across. Uh, we felt it was good. Like y'all take this journey with us. Um, we we're just we. I'm just excited just- with what we have going. The liquor setting in. This four point seven still hit me. Um, yes, I am going in like nine point something right, eight point five right now. So it's slowly creeping up, grabbing me. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Go ahead and end it, cause like I think uh, between those two and whatever we might have drank before the recording is it, that's none of your business, cause it's not on the recording. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We don't we don't get no mentions on those. But y'all be easy. Continue listening. We stand with Kia. Black Lives Matter. All Black is beautiful. All Black Lives Matter, goddammit. All of them. Every single one of them. All of them. Peace. Lift your glass to the swig podcast and keep toasting. Uh.